Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Show Outlook includes... The FCS top 10. They, they, what are they doing, Coulter? They're doing a top 10 rankings uh, that is sort of somewhat like what they've done in the FBS just yesterday where it was the official playoff rankings that were released yesterday. But there's like an FCS top 10 that's additional to either the Hero Sports or the Stats top 25. Can you explain this to the people a little bit? Help me out on this. I mean, it's just the same as the college football playoff, except for that there's eight seeds in the in the FCS football playoff and instead of just four teams making the playoff field like at the FBS level. So the big thing is the the FCS playoff committee releases its top 10 and it's not like the FBS where. So this is the committee that's doing it. Who's the one who are actually making the decisions at the end of the day. Right. And so the difference here, uh, I mean, I don't know, man, I'm cynical about this. Hold on. Let's not get into it. I just wanted to clarify. It's only released once. Mm, it's not right like now. the FBS yeah, yeah, where it's it. every week, okay. which is just a total TV ploy. We don't have to waste time talking about that. The... Great television. <laughs> what else were you going to do between the two basketball games last night? I mean, write stories, cook dinner, sweep your floor, well, I drink watched, water, take I, shots. I don't know. There's all sorts of things you could do. I watched uh, Western Michigan and Ball State. Great. Did Kersprig look weird last night? Uh I thought that the whole the whole group of them looked weird. Did they all look hungover? No, it looked like the camera was not properly like they all looked weird though, right? Dialed, yeah. They I were, mean, how much have we watched Reese Davis and Kirk Herbstreit on TV? So it, much. It was like they used one of those very very slight, but those fish camera, those fish lens cameras, 
where it spreads everything out on the sides and narrows everything so you can get a wider view. Yeah. Like, they were tucked into the top of some basketball arena, and I think that they used a different camera. They did look weird. I actually did notice that. And Jesse Palmer and Joey Galloway wore the same suit? Yeah. Well, how? Why? The red, the wine? And they, they led the show with... Like teasing each other about it, like it was a total surprise. I'm they, sure it was. They introduced they Reese Davis introduced them as Ron Burgundy and Ron Burgundy because they were wearing burgundy. Um, and then they were all there was multiple times when they were on camera. They were the single shot. They were on their phones. I, I've just I've never seen anything like it. It was like it was a parody of what college game day usually is because those guys are usually such pros. I just I couldn't I couldn't get over it. You sat here and ripped watching this thing. What are the other things you could do? And then you explain to us in detail exactly what transpired. Well, that was, you that, was, my, that was my observations of watching it for 47 okay. seconds. Okay. Uh, we also, in the show today, going to talk about the Montana State-Utah uh, State game. Montana State looked great last night in their first game under Danny Sprinkle. They lose 81-73 at the number, depending on which poll you're looking at, but the number 17 team in the nation, Utah State, had a lead with about five minutes to go in that game. Harold Frey simply sensational last night 34 points a career high and he was uh unstoppable flat out unstoppable uh uh utah state does end up kind of pulling away a little bit late but that was a a, a great uh, on, uh opening performance for danny sprinkle and for the montana state men's basketball team so we'll talk about that and of course we'll talk about the grizzlies opening their season tonight in Palo Alto at Stanford. Top of the hour, uh, we will have uh, Wing It Wednesday, both actually with 4.30 and at 5 o'clock. Wing It Wednesdays today, do some trivia with you, give you some wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern. And on a Wednesday, our ESPN Roundtable coming to you this uh, afternoon since this is the start of basketball season. Chris Cobb and Zach Payne, Two uh, of the associate, well, Chris Cobb, the associate head coach, Zach Payne, brand new assistant coach on the University of Montana men's basketball team. So we recorded this with them last week as they were preparing for their game and tip off tonight uh, against Stanford. But we'll uh, talk to them about basketball season, the offseason, and uh, having new babies because they both do. So we'll uh, bring that to you as well. There you go. It's our show outlook. It is brought to us by Shine Auto Detailing. Go online, Missoula Auto Detailing. Dot com. This is the season. You don't think it is? Believe me. Winter is the time to get your car detailed because it gets it protected. Shine Auto Detailing. Coulter, um, let's talk about the FCS top 10. Actually, before we do that, we've been teasing this for the, the week. We have tickets for you to the Idaho uh, Grizzly football game, the battle for the Little Brown Stein. We've been saying we're going to do this on the social medias. Now, if you are following us uh, at Gus Tutel, at 1029 ESPN, uh, and at, what is it? Coulter underscore Nuanez or just Coulter Nuanez? At Coulter underscore Nuanez. Good. Uh, you know what's going on with this. Um, but if you don't, if you're just a radio or a television person, maybe now's the time you want to get on there uh, and you can win some tickets. Here's what we got. We got a we got a picture, a couple pictures for you. The uh, Little Brown Stein. Picture of the two head coaches, Paul Petrino and Bobby Houck, holding the Little Brown Stein in a uh, in a picture which they were evidently either given a huge amount of money or told that they would be fired if they didn't pose together in the picture for. I mean, they're, they're, there's, you know, I don't know that the two of them are going to go out for drinks after the game Saturday. That's all I'm saying. So <laughs> the point is, though, uh, the question, this is all you got to answer on there, what would you put in the little brown stein. And it's not that little, honestly. For a stein, it's actually a giant brown stein. 
Understandably, though, if you're talking about, I don't know, an entire football team, maybe it is pretty small. Anyway, the Little Brown style, what would you put in it? you got to answer that question. Go on uh, at 1029ESPN. You can do it on Twitter, on Instagram, however you want to get there. And, uh, you know, reply, respond, retweet, whatever you want to do, quote, tweet, and put in there. Tell us what you would put in the Little Brown sign. We will select a winner uh, on that thing and give away tickets to the Grizzly-Idaho football game on Saturday. It's going to be great fun. And also, today, the second-to-last day of the word of the day. Okay, we'll pick a winner on Friday. So today and tomorrow, the last opportunities to enter the word of the day to win a keg from Great Burn Brewing and a kegerator from Fred's Appliance. So uh, make sure that you stick around with us so that we'll give you the word of the day. Golter, you talked those the FCF's top 10. Sort, sort of an odd deal. There's eight seeds in a 2014 playoff. What does it mean to have a seed? It just means you will have a buy. And you are insured a home game in the second round of the playoffs, which you'll be hosting in the round of 16. So the committee makes a selection, just like at the FBS. It's not a rankings thing from stats from here or whatever. There's a group of folks who sit around in a room, look at everything that's going on at the landscape, and then they decide what it's going to be. And by the way, it's not just about ranking a record. It's also a financial decision, which is why often if Montana and Montana State are in the postseason, regardless of how they get in, they are hosting games rather than going to places because the revenue that is there. Well, the financial decision goes by the wayside if, well... If Montana, Montana State is in the first round, then it is a bidding process. And if they get to, if they get buys, then it's all it's a it's a moot it's point just because they're locked in as, as home teams. But I mean, th- this has negatively impacted teams um, in the past. For example, when Southern Utah won the Big Sky Conference in 2015, they got out. First of all, they didn't they didn't get a seed inexplicably. Portland State got the seed from the Big Sky Conference, which Portland State was good that year, but Southern Utah. Also deserved a seed, I thought. But then they had to go on the road and play at Sam Houston State, and then the Big Sky Conference champions loses 42-39 in the first round of the playoffs, and it's just a bad look for the league all the way around. So it has worked in their detriment, but then it's also worked in the advantage, especially because you know there's been a couple times in this decade where Montana has been able to bid for that game, and they've gotten uh, you know a Pioneer League team like San Diego up here, or like, for example, last year, the Cats got Incarnate Word, which is a fledgling FCS program. But then oftentimes your reward, if you do, if you are one of those teams that maybe doesn't deserve a home game, but then you bid for a home game, then your reward is that you beat a, you beat basically the last team into the bracket. And then your reward is you go on the road and play the top seed or one of the top two seeds. And that's exactly what happened to the Grizz when they had to go play Eastern Washington a couple years ago. Exactly what they happened to the Cats when they had to go play North Dakota State last year. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. 
For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. So the top 10 is coming out now. Uh, not, not right now. But they are going to release the top 10. And they do the top 10. I mean, the committee... Well, the committee makes a top 25 of the FBS, but the big thing is the top six because you want to see the eight, the four that are in and then the kind of two that are on the outside looking in and see how it might play out. So they release 10, so you've got your top eight who are there and then the next two who might be out. And by the way, you talk about Princeton, who is number 10 uh, uh, right now in this current FCS stats top 10. They're not even in the conversation, as you always point out, because the Ivy League doesn't play in the postseason. So you can complete any any Ivy League team. Princeton, Dartmouth, I think, is number 13 right now. It's not even in the conversation. Where do you think that Montana and Montana State fit into the conversation right now today in the top, in the top 10, top 12, top 15 of where you would rank them nationally for for the postseason you know if you're a committee member understanding that montana is number uh six right now in the nation in the stats poll and montana state is number 12 well if you're gonna do it i think you need to do it multiple times but these the releasing of these has nothing to do it's it's only like a barometer it's a measuring stick but then they're not going to release it again and i think that that part is sort of silly because where they fit in now is not where they're going to fit in, especially yeah. given the games that these teams still have to left to play. Montana still has to play Weber State and Montana State. Montana State still has to play UC Davis and Montana. They, they could go as high as three and as low as out of it. I just have to believe that this committee, the reason that they only do this once, once is simply a resource situation. Where like the committee of the FBS, they can they got funds to pull all these people together into a room and put it together and do it weekly and all of that. Whereas the people who are on this committee, this isn't what they do, so to speak. These are people who are athletic directors, who are presidents, who are, you know, people who are around who are doing their jobs that is not this, wherever it is, and the FCS and their institutions don't just have money to fly everybody, you know, every week to a place and or even have the time to just sit on a conference call for a half a day or whatever you would need with everybody to hash out, okay, where are we at this week? So I think that's the reason why, because I'm with you. When this actually comes out, it it doesn't offer you very much because by the time the actual postseason comes around, so very much will have changed dramatically before we get to that point, which is why I'm asking you about now, about this very moment. You know, South Dakota State still has to play Illinois State, Northern Iowa, South Dakota. So they still have two and games against they, top 12 teams. Did they teams. lose their number one quarterback for the season? I think he was hurt last week, Coulter. I'm trying to trying to look into this. We can get into that a little bit later. But, I mean, at South Dakota State, if they wasn't a quarterback out there, that's bad news, man. It, it seems as if they used three quarterbacks against NDSU, just looking at the box score. Mm-hmm. And then last week against Missouri State – Appears as if they again used. Well, no, those are those are guys throwing fake passes. Regardless, we'll figure it out. But anyway, what happened, Coulter? So so there's still a lot to be determined. If you were to say, where am I at right now, though? I think that the top six in the poll this week is exactly how I would have it, except for I would have Montana ahead of Northern Iowa. 
That said, I think Northern Iowa has a better win than Montana in the fact that they beat Illinois State when Illinois State was a top 10 team last week. Mm-hmm. The th- there's a couple of things that Montana needs to, to strengthen its schedule. I think that they need Sac State to win out because they need that to be a good loss, so to speak, or even if Sac State was to win two out of their last three, then Montana could actually leapfrog them in the league standings if Montana was to win out. I think Montana State also needs Montana State to win out because they need the Cats to be good if they're going to go to Bozeman and beat them to earn a top seed. I think that it would be advantageous for both Montana schools for each one to keep winning before Cacker is because then if you beat each other, it bolsters your playoff resume. Right now, Montana State's best win is Southeast Missouri State. They're lingering in the 20s in the poll. Right now, Montana's best win is UC Davis, but UC Davis is is out of the poll right now. Let, let me ask it to you like this, Colter. Let me ask you like this. Because Montana right now at 6, according to the stats poll, yep. is, is in the top 8 and has a seed according to that. Okay, Montana State is at 12 and does not. And even if you throw out Princeton, who is at, who is at 10 right now, they move up to 11. They're still obviously out. Is there, are there any teams ahead of Montana State that you think Montana State should actually be ahead of? And are there any teams behind Montana State that you think Montana State should be behind? Excuse me, that Montana should be behind. Are there any teams behind Montana that you think they should be behind? What I'm asking is, Montana State... Is there any reason right now why you think that Montana State should be a seed over some team that is? And is there any reason that Montana shouldn't be a seed because there is some team that is not a seed that should be? No. I think both teams are accurately ranked. Six and 12. Mm-hmm. You like it. And as far as the t- playoff rankings, I'd probably have Montana State at 10. Mm-hmm. But I, I just I don't think that they have enough quality wins. I mean, we'll see what happens with Sac State with Kevin Thompson being hurt, the, the quarterback. Is he still hurt? I don't know. Will he return or not? That could completely influence the rest of that of their season. But everybody else, I mean, I think that they all just have better resumes. And as far as Montana goes, Montana, the other thing that could really help bolster Montana's resume is if Monmouth continues to be good. If Monmouth wins the Big South, say they're a nine-win team, that win in Missoula looks a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that could help as well. Honestly, both the Montana schools control their own destinies in terms of if they each were to run the table. They're certainly getting seeds. But they could get even higher seeds depending on what happens. I mean, if Montana beats Weaver State in two weeks, that's a huge win. Are you surprised that the Sacramento State that Sacramento State is behind Montana, even though they have a head-to-head win. I mean, I know they just lost this week against Weber State handily, but they lost their quarterback in the process. They were only at six. I mean, the reason this happens is because they were only two spots ahead of Montana anyways. Right. But Well, that's what happens with polls, right? That's why the polls aren't the selection committee. Right. But I mean, right now... I won't now, be surprised if Sac State's ranked ahead of Montana in this FCS Top 10. And, and that's what I'm saying. If I was ranking at least the Big Sky teams, I'm putting Sacramento State ahead of Montana just because, I mean, they, they dominated the Grizzlies head-to-head. And their strength of schedule is even, is even better than Montana's is in terms of the wins that they've got. Oh, absolutely. Sac State's strength of schedule is number one in the country, I right. believe. So that is... That's one who is at eight right now, still a seed according to this, uh, still having a bye, that I think I would move up if I was actually doing this, if I was taking this as a whole season. But I again, I understand. Okay, you were at six. They didn't drop you a lot. They dropped you to eight. Well, guess who moves up? Montana, Central Arkansas. Those are the teams. All right. 
plenty the, to the, see. The, the confusing part about this <clears throat> for, for this specific year is this is the first time I can remember with this unbalanced schedule that, that in the Big Sky you, you play a bunch of teams, you don't play some teams. But usually it's more, way more random and way more far-flung in the timing of those games. Sac State being good made the timing of the big games a little bit earlier than expected because they played the powers in the league in October. But coming into this year, we started pointing at the schedule starting the last week of October. We thought Eastern Washington was going to be a lot better than they are, but we were, we were pointing at Montana, Eastern Washington. There's the first sort of prove-it-to-me game. We were pointing to, I mean, we were saying that Montana State is going to go 6-0 and in Big Sky Conference play, and then it's going to be Judgment Day when they go to UC Davis. Well, Davis is not as good as we thought, but I still think that game is an impactful game. All the games that are the games, the biggest games of cons. Like, don't expect a Weaver State Sac State to be the game of the year in the Big Sky Conference last week. It was the Montana Weaver game. It was the Montana Montana State game. All the games, and those games are still on the schedule. Those games still are yet to be determined. Yeah. So it's it's just more backloaded than it usually is. You still have South Dakota State versus Northern Iowa. You still have a ton of games of consequence remaining on the schedule, and that's not. Completely atypical of a normal college football year, but in an unbalanced schedule, sometimes you don't always get that. You don't get this crescendo towards the end because there isn't conference championship games. There's not this chance for you to play one of the other best teams in the conference, but that's just how the schedule naturally occurs. So I think that this comes down to, first and foremost, both the Montana schools got to win this week. I think if they do, I think if the Grizz win this week, I think think if the Grizz win this week, they secure a playoff spot, period, because they'll have eight wins. I think the schedule that they've played, I think that they'll get in, uh, e- even if they were to drop their final couple. But I don't, I, I, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But I think the Montana State still needs to get two wins out of their next three to secure it for sure. But it all could depend on what happens everywhere else. David posed a question. He said, "What about the loser of the brawl of the wild?" I think that it depends on what happens in the weeks preceding. I think if yeah. Montana wins its next two, it doesn't matter. They could, they could get blown out oh, in no Bozeman, doubt. and they're. They are getting a seed, probably, let alone into the playoffs. Whereas mm-hmm. Montana State, I think the only way Montana State gets a seed is if they win out. I think if, a, say, Montana State won their next two and then lost to the Grizz, that eight and four cat team, I think, is a playoff team, certainly, but not a seeded team. Play to see. Uh, we'll talk more about this. I find it interesting, too, the Grizz schedule. The Eastern Washington game, not what we thought it would be. The UC Davis game, not what we thought it was. When it happened, Sacramento State game, not what we thought it would be in the other direction for Montana. And uh, all of a sudden, I'm, I, I have some, I don't know, some considerations. But we will know all by the time the season is over. But we got to talk about it till then, for crying out loud. It's 2 Tell and Luan. It's 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Let's do a wing it Wednesday, shall we? And then we're going to talk about some basketball. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. 
The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call very simple, easily memorizable number 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home even when you're not. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Good afternoon, Ryan Tutel, Colton Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Sports Center. In the first game of the Danny Sprinkle era, Montana State gave number 16 Utah State all it could handle in Logan last night. MSU senior guard Harold Frey was the best player on the court, pouring in a career-high 34 points and dishing out five assists while outdueling Wooden Award fi- semifinalist Sam Merrill, the reigning Mountain West Player of the Year. Frey's layup with five minutes to play gave Montana State a 66-64 lead. USU answered with a 10-0 run, including a six points at the free throw line on a night the Aggies hit hello 35 free throws on their way to an 81-73 win. Merrill, by the way, was 17 of 18 from the stripe. He had 28 points as the Aggies avoided MSU's upset bid. In front of a sellout crowd of more than 7,000 screaming kids on school children's day at Dahlberg Arena, Five Lady Grizz scored double figures on the way to a 98-45 win over Montana State Northern in their season opener. Montana dished out 30 assists, shot 60% from the floor, and knocked down 11 three-pointers on the way to the win. Senior Taylor Goligoski hit six three-pointers and scored 20 points to lead the offensive assault. Sammy Fatkin chipped in 17 points and four assists, while Mackenzie Johnson had 10 points and seven assists for Montana. And finally, the University of Montana men's basketball team opens its season tonight at Stanford. UM lost in Palo Alto 70-54 two years ago. The Grizz have won 52 games in the last two seasons. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. Okay, I just received notice. We're going to move the wing at Wednesday back just a little bit. So they wanted to do the basketball now. So that's fine. I'd like to do the basketball now anyway. So to just hold off, 329-1899. We'll get you in here. We'll do the uh, we'll do the wing at Wednesday here in about 10 minutes. 2 tell one is 1029 ESPN Radio broadcasting live from the Kurtz Polaris Studios. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy and online at KurtzPolaris.com. You can find us all over everything in the internet, including the social medias, at Gus Tutel, that's me, at Skyline Sports MT, that's Coulter, more or less. If you are informationally inclined, that's where you go. And at 1029 ESPN on Twitter and on Instagram, and right now, you can win tickets to the Grizzly-Idaho football game on those Twitter feeds. So go to uh, at 1029 ESPN, Twitter, or Instagram. Tell us what you would put in the little brown stein. Best answer. There's some good ones. They're already rolling in, uh, are out there. So you go go there, answer the questions. Very simple. You're entered to win tickets. Uh, Coulter, the Montana State Bobcats went to Logan, Utah last night, the number 17 team in the nation. Actually, I guess there's 16 of the eight people and 18 of the coaches' polls to split the difference. However it is, they're a top 20 team in the country. Uh, they have one of the m- most outstanding players in in well in the country, certainly in the Western United States, on their team in Sam Merrill and Danny Sprinkle. We didn't know what to expect. They you know obviously uh, you know lose Tyler Hall last year. He got a brand new, not just a new head coach to the team, but a first time head coach in in his uh, you know coaching profession as far as Division One basketball goes. And Montana State looked absolutely fantastic last night. They lose by eight points and. 
I, I mean that that is that's actually really disappointing because they were they were ahead with five minutes to go, and this seems to happen often when teams are you know scratching and clawing their way in a game that they are you know significant underdogs in, and the team just sort of starts to pull away. And I don't exactly know how that is. They get up two points, and then there's a ten nothing run, and most of that is from the free throw line. And I don't know. It, Color it however you want to color it. Harold Frey was dominant last night. He was pulling from everywhere on the floor. Absolutely bombs away. 34 points, hitting everything in sight, making the announcers just laugh. They're making himself laugh, in fact. He was just smiling as he was going to work against Sam Maryland. Sam Merrill and him had quite a battle last night. It was a lot of fun to watch. But also, uh, I thought this team looked in, in just a lot better, I don't know, it looked better. They looked, they looked like there was a lot more flow. There was a lot more uh, attacking. There was a lot more. There's a lot better shooting that we've seen uh, out of a Montana State team, even with Tyler Hall. Obviously, Tyler Hall, one of the great shooters of all time in the Big Sky Conference. But as a team, they looked much better in general. And even though they lost, I think there's a ton to take away because you said yesterday, hey, you go down. You get hammered by Utah State, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Well, not only did that not happen, they were in danger of winning that that basketball game last night. And, I mean, Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, they, you know, Gonzaga even, they all get such huge praise for their home court atmospheres and their student sections, and rightfully so. Those places all have tremendous student sections. But if you watched that game last mm-hmm. night, I mean, those – the. the not only the synchronicity of the chants from the student section, but the creativity. They were. It's not just your your cliche. I mean, they did do the cliche left, right, they, left, they, right. They did a couple of cliche ones, but they had no less than half a dozen chants that I had never heard before. Yeah, yeah. It was outstanding. Yeah. And the ringleaders with their <laughs> with their costumes on and stuff. I mean, it's it's crazy. And I think that that's. Yeah, it, it, it's why they've won. I think eighty five percent of their games at that arena since it opened. I mean. I think Stu Morrill, when he, former Montana head coach, when he was there, I think he went something like 192 and 10 in Logan in non-conference home games. They're basically unbeatable in non-conference games in Logan, Utah, and so it's a great. I mean, talk about a, a trial by fire, no doubt. For uh, I mean, Montana State, I think had five players on their roster who'd ever even played in a Division One game. I thought Sam Merrill was awesome when I watched him in Bozeman last year. Harold Frey was the best player on the court last not, night. Not close. Not close. He Her, was the Harold best Frey is going to play basketball as long as he wants to play basketball. And if he was a little bit taller, I truly think that he could play in the NBA. I really do. I think he has the pace. He doesn't have the, the NBA athleticism, but he's got the skill. and He's got the pace. He just doesn't have the size or the athleticism. And yeah. so that's going to keep him. He's going to come up short because of that. But, man, he, he's going to make so much money playing overseas. He's so sweet, and he keeps getting better. And that's the thing. He has physically matured, but he's also his skill development has been so tremendous. And now he's playing for a guard in a guard system. And, and also without a guy who, great as Tyler Hall was, isn't taking, you know, 14 to 18 shots a game oh, that, Hall. Are, that are his now to, to I, do with what he wants to. Tyler Hall, when he gets hot, is one of the most laugh-out-loud players I ever covered. Like, he'll take shots and make shots that you're like, are you kidding me? He mm-hmm. makes more—I said this last year. He made he makes more bad shots than any player I've ever seen. And it's not a bad shot for him because no shot's a bad shot for him. If he just throws it up there, it's a there, it's got a 40% chance of going in, so it's a good shot no matter what. But Tyler Hall's one of the most one-dimensional players you'll ever cover. He never played a lick of defense, not one— 
and you have to play him 30 to 5 minutes a game because he's the all-time leading scorer in the history of the conference. But his plus-minus was never mm-hmm. going to be out of this world. And every once in a while when they play him on the ball, he's actually a very underrated and willing passer. But when he's playing that off-the-ball wing spot, get it. You ain't getting it back. No one's getting it back. Yeah. And, again, I'm not trying to rag on Tyler Hall whatsoever, but now that it's Harold Frey's show, Harold Frey has a chance to do some special stuff. I mean, last year there was only two players in the country that had 30 points and 10 assists in a single game, John Morant and Harold Frey, and they each did it multiple times. Harold Frey had five assists last night, but, I mean, he was. it wasn't as if he was just – hitting wide-open threes against a zone either. He was creating his own shot. He was shooting pull-ups from... I mean, seriously, how far was he behind the line on at least four of his makes? Six feet? Eight feet? I mean, as far back as he can be. He shot it from the E of this court, where Utah State, and then there's a good six feet before Mm -hmm. the the three-point line, which has been moved back. I mean, he I, I don't even know how far the shots were, but he was shooting significantly... Farther behind the free point line than than you than any player you, you could imagine. So, Harold Frey was awesome. I think there is a little bit of element of surprise. Utah State had their secret scrimmage canceled, so they did. That was their first time really playing. They're playing against a team they don't really have a scout on anybody. But that's no excuse. I thought Montana State played a lot. I think the number one impression I had because I I think some people were surprised by Harold Frey. I was not. I voted Harold Frey first team All League last year ahead of Tyler Hall. Harold Frey, honestly, was one of, I mean, he was one of my top three candidates for MVP last year. I voted him as preseason player of the year in the league this year. Mm. I think Harold Frey is one of the best guard, mid-major guards in college basketball. I really think that. That part wasn't a surprise. The, the freedom and the flow that Montana State played with was a surprise. And I think that it, it's a direct correlation. Danny Sprinkle, he said... And the last time I interviewed him, he said, I don't ever want guys looking over their shoulders thinking they took a bad shot. Just get back on defense. We want to be free and open and fun. Yeah. That's what I saw last night. It's, and, I mean, if you ever watch Brian Fish coach, you could never fault him for caring or for working his butt off. But he also overcoached so much. Yes. I mean, he was screaming at guys and it was just down their throats. All the time. Mm-hmm. And you could just tell that wasn't happening last night. They just, they had way more flow. They seemed way less nervous. And if that's something they could carry on, this is a team that has a high ceiling because they have a chance to get so much better because they have so many new guys. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber-secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure 
online with Blackfoot. When you talk about the home court advantage in Logan, um, this seems like not even possible, true, possibly true, but David knows what he knows, and he says this is true. Stu Morals, the head coach at Utah State, who was there forever, obviously a former Montana coach, Colorado State, 193-13 and 13 at home in his career coaching at Utah State, which obviously Stu Morals is a great coach, but also, really? I mean, you had 200 games and you lose 13 more than 200? That's, ins- I mean, that's, that's absolutely I inconceivable. Mean, I, I'm, I'm telling you, man. Like, I was going through their schedules when Stu Morrill was the coach. I mean, these guys, they were winning 30 games because they were winning 15 of them at home. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the way, um, the other thing that I wanted to point out of this game is that they they look much, they, they look really good, right, in terms of all the things you're saying, flow and all that. But also, Jabril Bello. I mean, I, I I never seen this kid. I don't know who the I mean he's from London. He comes over, he's you know, he comes here to play. He looks you know, he looks like looks like Jamar Coe for Montana fans. I mean he's mm, a, he's not quite nearly as stout. He isn't I mean, nobody is. Jamar Coe's two fifty five, maybe two sixty. Bella's G- generously, at, I think Jamar Coe's more like two seventy five okay. when he was uh Bella's two forty and he's six yeah, yeah. nine. And usually guys that are that, you, you know, when you look at these things, you go 6'9", 6'10", 6'11". Yeah, okay, great. So, I mean, Utah State last night had a kid who's 7'2". And he's, you know, could move around a little bit, but he's a, he's a stick and he's just length. And he got some blocks, but he's not going to, he's not somebody you go, okay, oh, wow, look at this guy. Bello, 6'9", is moving around with great athleticism, throwing down dunks, m- Getting rebounds, doing all kinds of stuff, and I was, I was just like, "Who is this guy? Where did he come from?" All of a sudden, Jabril Bello. So, I mean, I, I was. It isn't. There's a bunch of players here, like you said. I mean, I think honestly, two thirds of this roster is international for Montana State. There's a lot of people you've never seen before playing for Montana State, and usually you chalk up, chalk up anonymity to. You know, whatever, especially what was Montana State picked to finish? Seventh, ninth in the Big Sky Conference, something like that? Yep. You go, you know, okay, they're going to have to figure it out. It's gonna, they're, they're not completely real rebuilding, but they're definitely building from a long ways out. And what I saw last night was uh, cause for huge optimism for Montana State fans. Gold tonight, the Montana Grizzlies get their season started at Stanford. And... Montana was picked either first or second, depending on uh, which you know poll you're looking at. Even with the graduating class that they had, but you keep Travis DeCure and Saeed Pridgett around, and probably people think that you're going to be pretty good. I don't know, again, what to expect from this team. There's going to be a lot of players playing minutes in this game that you either haven't seen before or have only seen a very little bit of, aside from probably Saeed Pridgett. Uh, Kendall Manuel, obviously, and then and then I don't know how much or when or where or how they'll use Mac Anderson either tonight or throughout the year, uh, and then Timmy Falls as well. But there's a bunch of young players, both redshirt and true freshmen, on this Montana Grizzly basketball team that are incredibly talented. That I'm very very excited to see see them play, not just for the sake of playing, but also playing, you know, in a Pac-12 environment. It's you know. A lot of these guys that come in, they got you know great confidence in what they can do and in their you know skill set and stuff. But it's still a different deal when you actually step onto the floor, and especially when you're doing it in a Pac-12 you know school uh, to go out there and actually perform. So I'm looking forward to watching this game, and again, watch guys who 
Can they rise to the occasion in terms of the environment and the situation in their first ever Division One live college basketball game or uh, or not? And I think that we'll have some of each, but it's going to be a fun game no matter what. And again, I think Montana has... I mean, they're only a nine-point underdog, for crying out loud. I mean, I think they have a very real chance to stay with Stanford, at least for stretches in this game tonight. I think the hardest thing in sports is being the top dog, the one that everyone's gunning for, and then trying to fulfill and exceed expectations both internally and externally. And I think that Montana, you know, they, they had, when Travis DeCure took over this program, they had, they had great talent, and they ended up rallying down the stretch and winning the league and hosting the tournament in the last year before it went neutral site. And then the next year, they played in the conference championship game, but they lost to a Weber State team that had multiple NBA guys with Joel Ballenboy and Jeremy Sanglin. And then they had the down year where they sort of kicked themselves and they had chemistry issues and they just could never f- find continuity. But then that year was the ultimate motivator for their first run to the NCAA tournament. But then last year, they had to play the entire year under the premise of this team could win 30 games. This team's going to roll through the big sky. This team might go undefeated. This team might get a 12 seed or an 11 seed. This team, you know, might win a game or two in the NCAA tournament. And there was people that were literally muttering that this team could be a Sweet 16 contender. To handle those sorts of expectations, it first of all, is unrealistic. And second of all, it's just so hard, especially when you yeah. have such a flush roster where there's only one basketball. And you're, right. I mean, I thought that there was some stuff that actually, there was implementation of talent that actually hurt Montana last year. I thought Montana would have been better off without Donovan Dorsey and Kendall Manuel only because they could have had way more defined roles. You're not trying to find shots and minutes for multiple Pac-12. I mean, they had multiple Pac-12 transfers coming off the bench. Think of that. It's crazy. And so, I mean, the the... This year, the dynamic flips now. There's a whole bunch of unknowns. There's a whole bunch of unknown players. There is that motivation to prove that you can do it without one of the greatest senior classes in school history. There's the motivation to prove that you can do it with a whole bunch of young players contributing. There's the motivation to, I mean, there's all sorts of different elements and tactics, but I just think that it's more conducive to... I don't want to say it's easier to be the underdog, but it's easier to exceed expectations when mm. the expectations aren't as high. And I think that is something I'm so fascinated to see Travis Takir under that that sort of scenario. Right. I, I, I'm with you. Uh, this game, by the way, tonight uh, is not on television, but it is if you it, it's being carried by Pac-12 Networks. So if you have the Pac-12 network, you can watch online, if that makes sense. So you can log in with your TV provider and do it like that. If you click on, uh, if you go to Go Grizz and click on the schedule, you can click the link in there and get you to the right spot. So if you're looking for it on TV, or you can just go out someplace. They'll probably have it for you out at the uh, the fine establishments around uh, Missoula if, you, uh, if you'd like to watch it. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. 
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.